It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good morning and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on what suddenly become a huge day in the Scottish Premiership. Rangers v Livingston was off yesterday and rescheduled for this afternoon. And before that, Celtic head to Aberdeen looking to go 13 points clear, at least for a while. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me in the studio is Gordon Diel, Roger Hanna and Hugh Evans. It's Psychology Sunday. Big games and mind games A win for Celtic And as you say Gordon That means a 13 point lead at the top And that puts Rangers in a win or else situation Against Livingston A win for Aberdeen And the whole day takes on a different complexion A week ago a Celtic win at Pataudry Would have looked a formality But how much confidence have Aberdeen taken From scoring goals And being reacquainted with a win bonus At Hamilton We'll find out soon Let's go straight to Pataudry and get breaking team news with Andrew McLean and Mark Wilson. Yeah, well, the sun is out, the pitch is in good condition and we're good to go here at Pataudry. Quite an enjoyable road uh, journey up the road, actually, apart from having to listen to Mark Wilson's chat for three hours. But uh, there is a fair bit of wind picking up as well, but still much better conditions than we've seen over the last couple of weeks. Derek McInnes has found himself under pressure from sections of the Aberdeen support, but recently they changed things up midweek and got a good 3-0 win away to Hamilton but you need to go back to February 2016 since Aberdeen took anything off Celtic at Pataudry Johnny Hayes one of the Aberdeen scorers on that day Celtic have been in cruise control since the winter break 8 wins on the bounce scoring 28 goals conceding just 3 in the process a great chance here to further their lead over Rangers to 13 points ahead of that game against Livingston this afternoon as for team news 2 changes for Aberdeen and a change of shape as well out go Devlin and McGeeck in come Logan and Taylor they went 3-5-2 midweek but they're back to 4-2-3 one today, Joe Lewis in goal, a back four of Shea Logan, Ash Taylor, Scott McKenna and Andy Considine, Funso Ojo and Lewis Ferguson, the holding midfielders with Matty Kennedy Niall again, and Conor McLennan in behind Curtis Main. The substitutes Cherney, Hernandez, Campbell, McGeeck, Bryson Anderson and Cosgrove. As for Celtic they make just one change from that 5-0 win over Hearts, Joseph Simunovic drops out in comes Nier Beaton, so they stick with that 3-5-2, Fraser Forster in goal a back three of Nier Beaton, Christopher Julian and Christopher Ayer, the midfield five, James Forrest, Olivier Cham, Scott Brown, Callum McGregor and Greg Taylor with Lee Griffiths and Odson Edward up top. The substitutes Bain, Frimpong, Hayes, Rogic, Christie El Yunusi and Bayo. The referee here at Pataudry is Andrew Dallas Mark Wilson was set up for a a good game of football here today. Yeah, we are. And usually you would say that this would be a, a challenge for Celtic coming to Pataudry. And on paper, it should be Aberdeen, you know, the third force in Scotland, sitting third in the league. However, every time Celtic come here, especially in recent history, they find a way of winning and usually quite comfortable. I think it's only when you go back to that 4-3 game at, here at Pataudry that Celtic were really stretched. In other games earlier on this season, four goals up at half-time and they found it all too easy. And I think that's a frustration for Aberdeen fans when they come along to, to this sort of occasion. Aberdeen haven't really been up to the, the challenge uh, of Brendan Rodgers' Celtic, uh, first of all, but also Neil Lennon's side. And the way this Celtic team are playing just now and the form they've found within this shape, you would think today is going to take uh, a, a similar a similar kind of uh, turn when it comes to the time the game starts. I mean, seeing Griffiths and Edward up front is enough to, to strike fear into any back line, and they're missing Devlin, Aberdeen, uh, as it stands just now. Equally, going forward, Aberdeen not free-scoring at all. You know, you look at Curtis Main, who's only got a couple of goals this season. I think the closest to that is Niall McGinn. So, for the Aberdeen fans coming along today, I think they'll be expecting much what Celtic have gave 
the other teams in this league, Kilmarnock, Motherwell, Hamilton, St. Johnson, away from home, what look like tricky games on paper, this Celtic team are making, yeah, are turning out to be easy victories, and Neil Lennon will be looking for more the, uh, of the same today. Well, two changes for Aberdeen, one for Celtic, kick-off here at Putaudry is at midday. It would be remiss of us to not do a weather update, Roger Hanna, because strangely, we had a game called off yesterday and rescheduled for today. I can't really remember that happening, certainly not with a fixture as high-profile as a Rangers home game But that's what happens this afternoon And what that does as Hugh says Is it just builds up the the atmosphere surrounding today's fixture card Celtic will play first And then Rangers will know what they need to do later Yeah and I think we were all a little bit sceptical When we heard the game had been rearranged for this afternoon Whether or not Storm Dennis would, would calm down we Would dry up Whether we'd get a game at Ibrox this afternoon It looks as if it's game on um, despite Livingston being unhappy They wanted a Monday night game I think common sense has prevailed Gordon Sunday afternoon it's easier for supporters They've had to rearrange plans It's easier to rearrange plans On a Sunday afternoon Than a Monday night For a lot of them If we want to back Our teams in Europe It gives Rangers Another 24 hours To prepare for a huge Game against Braga Back at Ibrox On Thursday night And what it does do As Hugh says It sets up Psychology Sunday Celtic currently doing The warm up at Petaudry They could go 13 points clear The flip side of that is by tea time tonight The game might just be seven Yeah it's an exciting afternoon Gordon One that I didn't think Was going to happen When I was going back home At uh, half past one yesterday From Ibrox Car Park Totally understand Why the game was off I did comment on The state of the pitch Against Aberdeen It was not at his best uh, And I think the Rangers manager Also said that uh, But I'm looking forward To the first game Aberdeen uh, Celtic I think this will be A terrific game If Celtic get the first goal I think that they'll be In cruise control And I think they'll win it They've, they've found this Since January They've found a system They've found forum And they've found goals And that's why They're 10 points clear And I expect them To be 13 points clear By the time Rangers Kick off against Livingston Let's hear from both managers At Petaudry then Starting with the home boss Derek McInnes Anytime we seem to play Celtic You know They all seem to be in good form And I think that's What I see in this Celtic team Is not only the attacking threats That they've always possessed You know Obviously Neil's changed system recently But there seems to be A hunger about them That I think that they've, uh, they've Probably needed In the last few few weeks I think the strength that they have in the squad and the options Neil has has maybe helped with that hunger because I think you see so many good players not even making the bench and good players who have maybe been playing on the bench. So I think the hunger is in that Celtic team and I think when you come up against a team with so many good players in it and attacking threats, for us it's about trying to get the balance right between attacking and defending. Uh, we're the home team, we've got to recognise that, um, we've got to try and carry that threat, um, but also making sure that, as we were at Celtic Park um, um, a couple of months ago, a lot closer to them you know, we defended well we competed well I actually thought we were deserving of the performance of a point against them A difficult venue and I do know Aberdeen a very good win on Tuesday night to get themselves going again and I do know they've got a very good manager It's a dangerous game you know uh, we have to be at our best it's an early kick-off so get, get ourselves up there get recovered get well rested and get ready for the early kick-off because the early kick-offs there can be difficult and then we'll just have to see what the weather conditions are going to be like as well. Nothing surprises you in football, you know, Derek's, you know, you got to admire the longevity in the, the modern game that he's had, you know, I think he's coming into the seventh season and I'm sure he's been one of Aberdeen's best managers in the history. Yeah, nothing surprises me, unfair, he's been loyal, he's kept rebuilding teams um, and I think he deserves support rather than criticism. Mark Wilson, where does the 
Disconnect lie between what should on paper happen at Pataudry And what actually does happen when Celtic go there As you mentioned Aberdeen are the third force at the moment They have been the second force in recent seasons But Celtic don't really seem to struggle there They've scored 15 goals in the last five visits alone Why? No, listen, I, I think when you look through the team you, you know, you've got James Forrest, Cal McGregor You know, Lee Griffith's been here a number of years And of course Scott Brown Fraser Forster, you could probably add to that Guys who have came here and are used to winning, you know, and I, I think that that goes with you in your career, where you get a comfortable place, where you've got good memories, where you're happy in your surroundings, and they come here and they win comfortably. I think that that plays a factor, that these boys will be in that dressing room, they come out in the warm-up, they're comfortable coming here and playing. Aberdeen have never really got close to them here, and Andrew mentioned it's been four years, I was here that night, where that night I remember specifically Aberdeen, didn't try and play football, went long up to church and made it difficult and fed off setting balls. And it was a real battle that night. I think the games, I think it's nine, I think this is the tenth attempt since then. It's been all too easy. I mean, we watched the 4-0 game here earlier on this season. Aberdeen were so far off Celtic, it was incredible. Scott Brown, you know, uh, you know, even Frimpong had 10, 15 yards space ahead of him any time he had the ball that day. And Celtic, if you get Celtic that space, you punish you. And I think that's where Aberdeen's been guilty over the years. And the Celtic players have enjoyed it, have enjoyed playing with that freedom. And they score freely. If Aberdeen have got any chance today, they need to revert back to what they were. I know it's a long time ago, but four years ago, where they do turn it into a battle, where they are close to players and don't give them time in the ball and press high. If they've got any chance of getting anything out of this game today, that'll be the way they have to go about it. Because if they give these guys space, Edward, Griffiths and Cham, they'll score goals and the game will be out of reach before half-time again. Lee Griffiths and Odson Edward have got 11 between them. In 2020 Mark Even the fact that Lee Griffiths Is on the pitch every week At the moment I think it's his most consistent Run of starts Or, or league appearances For a number of years But the rest of the team Are scoring more as well You've got you know, Scoring from set pieces The other night How much of it's down to Griffiths and Edward playing And how much of it's down to The fact that Really the full team's Finding a bit of form well, that's the thing With Celtic um, They don't just rely On the strikers to score um, uh, I mean more often not, they do score, but they've got so many goals throughout their team. I mean, James Forrest, I think he's scored 16 and people are complaining he's having a bad season. For a wing-back in a wide area, you've got Julian scoring now. You know, you've got your centre-half scoring for set pieces that Hugh was saying that Celtic never really did. Well, they've turned back into that side. But when you've got two guys up front, I think Edward scored 20 in the league this season. You've got Griffiths who scored four. Uh, off the turn of the year four or five off the turn of the year it, it just strikes fear into back lines and I'm wondering would Derek go the 3-5-2 um, and just play with that extra guy you know in defence to try and nullify the attack uh, a two up front it looks like they'll go a four but the dish, it just strikes fear Edward's so good at coming off and Lee Griffiths we all know what he, he adds you know he plays off the shoulder he makes runs in behind and, and Celtic are thriving off it. Celtic are, are absolutely battering teams and pinning teams in their own half. And it's where they've got their success. And I truly expect it will be the same today. Um, and of course, with Lee Griffiths back in the team, the set pieces, you know, become a big a, a big piece of your uh, weaponry when you're going forward. You know, for corner kicks, but free, free kicks for the edge of the box, he adds so much as well. You know, great for a Scotland point of view that he's playing games and he's scoring as well because no doubt we're going to need a guy like that and the national team but for Neil Lennon it must be a joy to watch well we'll find out soon because kickoff at Pataudry is next action as it happens and
and your reaction from five on the open line. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Well, welcome back to Petodre Aberdeen taking on Celtic here. Mark Wilson here with me, Andrew McLean, just minutes away from kickoff. At the game earlier on this season here, Mark Celtic got off the mark really quickly. 4-0 it was at half-time. That'll be the exact type of performance that Neil Lennon will be looking for again from his players. Yeah, it's always what Neil Lennon's looking for in these teams to start quick and aggressive, press high. Uh, when they get the ball, keep control of it, but get it into the attacking third fairly quickly. I think it'll be no different today. And as I said, if Aberdeen and Derek McInnes want anything for this game, well, they have to be aggressive with Celtic. They can't be the same team that lined up that day where they allowed Celtic to control possession and play whatever pass they want, particularly in the middle of the park. That day, Celtic had acres of space and scored, and it looked like scoring any time they went forward. Aberdeen can't set up that way. Celtic going forward with Edward and Griffiths will be a handful. I expect nothing less than a comfortable Celtic win today. Lee Griffiths standing over the ball for Celtic to get things going. So Aberdeen against Celtic at Putaudry, just about to kick off. Scottish football's league leader. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Aberdeen won Celtic 2, the first scoreline of a busy afternoon in the Scottish Premiership. What that means is delight for Neil Lennon. And what it also means for Stephen Gerrard, Alex, is just that little bit more pressure, if that was even possible. Because a lot of people have been on this show saying they already believe the title is over. But at 1-1, if you were a Rangers fan heading to the game at Ibrox today, you'd maybe just get that little bit of glimmer. Then you hear that Christopher Iyer has found a winner. So absolutely no room for anything less than a Rangers victory today. Yeah, absolutely right, Gordon. Uh, and yet, we always talk about the pressure being applied by the team that plays first. Celtic have done that, and you have to commend them because watching the game uh, earlier on, you know, it was very scrappy. The conditions were terrible to play any decent football, and you have to find a way to do that. And when you look at uh, the desire from Ayer to, I don't know, 50, 60 yard run to support, and the finish was excellent. So, they find ways to win Celtic and that's the reason why they're so far ahead Gordon and the Rangers have to respond today I'm look, I was down looking at the pitch earlier on it's very patchy uh, and bare because of the amount of rain you, the more you go into the middle it's a wee bit more softer in there I would imagine it will cut up so not really conducive because of the wind but I'm absolutely certain that we have to find a way Rangers today or the pressure will mount Is that what we saw in many ways at Pataudry as well Alex? There are certain victories that you look back on at the end of a season and you say you know those are the days that that win you titles because people have been rightfully full of praise for Celtic they've been sweeping everyone aside free-flowing football lots of goals but today it was absolutely horrible for both teams it just wasn't much of a football game at all they had their ropey moments but they found a way to win Absolutely when you consider you know the actual conditions today the lack of football on show Gordon but they always find a way you know we, we, we talk about all the guys from middle to front you know we're constantly saying how good these guys are uh, you know some of them weren't having a great game today but you actually see the desire from Christopher Iyer to run so far up the pitch to take a lovely touch, commit Joe Lewis and then slot it past him. Now that, t- that takes a winning mentality and that's exactly what Celtic have. That's the reason why they've won so many titles, Gordon. And what Rangers have to do today, they have to just try and stay in the, the title race as long as possible. But anything short of three points today, then it's for me it's finished. Do you think it has any impact on Rangers because some people would argue back and say well you know pressure was at a sort of maximum anyway that this doesn't really change but I mean even Livingston they know that there's that real frustration around Ibrox you know can they keep things tight what impact would that then have on the crowd if you you know if you get goalless after half an hour or so on does it does it have a material impact 
on today's game at Ibrox? For me, it adds more pressure, Gordon. You know, there's all you always hear that you hear all the old firm players constantly speak. Oh, whenever you play for these, there's pressure applied. When the team wins directly before you come on to play, it just puts that wee bit more added pressure. Now you're saying that the Rangers fans coming to the ground today would be going, oh, lovely one each. We might nick a couple of points back. All of a sudden, they now know that they must win today. They must get the three points. Otherwise, it's 13 points, you know. And for me, that's unsurmountable to come back. And it's just a case of Rangers applying themselves today. Now I'm looking at the actual lineup from Rangers. Gordon, he's more or less went with the same guys that he called out the other night. And for me. They need to step up. They owe their manager a performance as well. They owe this crowd a performance because it's been too stuttering, stammering for the last what, five or six games and they need to get back. It doesn't matter how you win it, Gordon. It's about getting the three points and then moving on to the next week because the thing is, they have a big European game on Thursday night. I seen Braga play last night and they were a very, very good outfit. So talk about pressure. You would want to go into that on the back of a win. Yeah, let's do a full recap of the teams from Ibrox if we can, Alison. Yeah, for Rangers it will be Alan McGregor in goal, a back four of James Tavernier, Connor Goldson, Nicola Katic and Andy Halliday. Midfield three of Scott Arfield, Ryan Jack and Stephen Davis with Ryan Kent and Yanis Hadji supporting Alfredo Morelos. On the bench for Rangers, Fotheringham, Flanagan, Aribo, Kamara, Jones, Camberry and Stewart. For Livingston this afternoon, Ryan Schofield is in goal. It looks like a back three of Kieran Brown, Ricky Lamy and John Guthrie. Then in the midfield five of Eamon Suda, Steve Lost. Keegan Jacobs, Robbie Crawford and Steve Lawless with Scott Pittman just in behind the lone striker of Lyndon Dykes. On the bench for Levy will be Mealy, Devlin, Sibold, Robinson, McMillan, Menga and Taylor Sinclair and the referee for this game at Ibrox is Ewan Anderson. What do you make of that Alex Ray? Because clearly on one hand Stephen Gerrard believes that these are the players that got them into a great position come half past five on the 29th of December. But also these are the same players really that, that failed to kick on since the turn of the year So are you surprised he's gone with the same guys? Is it harsh on other players that they're not getting a chance to come in and make a difference? Um, listen, he's shown obviously a lot of loyalty to these guys I'm looking at the actual bench to see who potentially could have come in uh, He could have had a reboot or Kamara But what he's done is he's actually stuck with the tried and tested You know, the actual experience, Gordon Davis Ryan Jack's coming back from an injury and Arfield has actually scored in the last couple of games as well so he's clearly won in form he could easily have mixed it up with Kent who hasn't been brilliant of late Hadji fits and starts and Morelos well I think you've got to go with him just due to the fact the amount of goals that he gets and for me if he can go on a run then that will be a big boost for uh, Rangers going forward but as I said to you Gordon they have to find a way today the conditions are horrible here the wind's blustering about the place uh, as I said the pitch is poor um, but you have to negotiate all things and I'll tell you what one thing about Livingston is they will battle you know they had a good uh, performance here the last time nearly get written a, a lead just before half time uh, and then Rangers went on and won it but uh, they, they, get, they make it difficult they're going with a back back five back three depending in and out of possession and it's how they cope with Lyndon Dykes as well you know and when you look at just behind Lyndon Dykes as well you've got decent players with good quality as well Little Wallace Pittman Suda so you've got these guys who actually know what it's like but the one thing that be uh, you'll have to contend with Livingston as well, Gordon, is set plays because they overload the box, they're very aggressive and you have to match that element of uh, Livy's game. How big a factor is the wind going to be at Ibrox? It's clearly one of the more enclosed 
grounds that we have, Alex, but you'd probably need to play indoor to escape the wind this afternoon, would you not? Listen, it doesn't matter where you are playing in the UK today, it's going to affect you, Gordon. I was walking over from the, you know, the car park across the Albion across the road here, and it was absolutely blowing me nearly off my feet, and I was thinking, myself, what a horrible day to play football, but regardless, you can't make excuses, because it's the same for everyone, you know, Celtics won, uh, you know, 2-1 at Pataudry, you've got uh, Hibs later on today, these guys have to negotiate it, you've seen it last week in the Cups as well, you just got to go in and try and find a way of winning a game, regardless of what performance you put on. Psychology Sunday, Hugh, that's what you yeah. called it at the yeah. top of the show. What's the psychological landscape looking like now? Well, these Rangers players know that they have failed in the Hearts game, in the draw with Aberdeen and in the defeat at Kilmarnock. They are looking across the city at a team who have strength of will. They have gone since the winter break ended to Kilmarnock, to Motherwell, St Johnston, Aberdeen, Hamilton Ackies. They've won everywhere they have gone. And they've won two games at home as well. 21 out of 21 points. That's strength of will. A strength of will that Rangers have not matched. And Stephen Gerrard has called them out, called them for everything. And now it comes down to this. On Psychology Sunday, Celtic have just heaped a bucket load of pressure on Steven Gerrard and Rangers it is how they respond now Mark Wilson having watched the game at Celtic Park you know that Celtic stretched their lead that psychological pressure adds on to Rangers are you surprised that it's by and large the same team or would you have anticipated maybe just, just mixing one or two things up given the way it's been going um, surprised that Hardy's in there if I'm I honest. think Barisic is injured though isn't he yeah but um, you know Flanagan's on the bench here um uh, listen, I think Alex is right at what he says. These guys do owe a performance to Steven Gerrard. Uh, and these guys, the majority of these guys were good enough to do it in the first half of the season. And I made the point on, on Thursday night that the pressure isn't as great in the first half of the season as it is in the second half. And they could handle it fine then. They need to step up and show today that they can go and deal with a Livingston side um, who'll come and be resolute but they've got to have the guile to break them down and then show the Rangers crowd that they're, they're up for taking this challenge to as long as it possibly can go because I, I agree with Alex if Rangers don't get maximum points today it's as good as over Early days in the build-up Gordon, we've had team news we can hear it's a bit blustery at Ibrox as well mm. what are you expecting? I'm expecting a difficult game uh, I think Livingston will go there If you've ever got to play Rangers I think this is the time Because there's a lot of pressure As the guys have been saying On this Rangers team They've come in for a bit of criticism From the supporters And their manager And there's a bit of pressure on the manager uh, They have got to win And with conditions We, we spoke about it Petordry That's the difference between Champions and runners-up Gordon You find a way to win games Whether you're playing well or not As we said earlier we hardly seen any of the goalkeepers making a save And then all of a sudden A bit of quality for Celtic wins the game Rangers need something this afternoon And what they need most of all is Three points mm, Yeah I mean Alex Because of the way Rangers have started this year You're still waiting for that convincing performance The Rangers fans They want a result They really want the convincing performance as well To show that they're back so to speak But I just wonder Given Celtic have won this afternoon The conditions Is it is it more about the points than the performance this afternoon? Without doubt, Gordon, and you're absolutely right in terms of the level of performance. I think that's the most frustrating thing for everyone concerned with Rangers. You look at the management team, uh, they'll be looking at the performances they were playing prior to the, the winter break. 
and they got all the blood that's Gordon and rightly so because it was a level of football uh, that hadn't been seen about Ibrox for many years and then when they come back and there's that inconsistency that the chaps have been talking about there you know and uh, it's, it's against like teams like Hearts with the greatest respect you know can't buy a win uh, you look at Kamarnock as well and the manner in which you lose a big punt up the pitch but, but it, if you exclude these guys uh, these teams rather you have to then look at your level of performance and it has been nowhere near the level uh, prior to the break but the most important thing today and the guys will tell you the particular ones that have been managed it's about the points just to get back by another one onto the next game to try and play your way into form because whatever way you look at it Gordon if you'll take last week uh, midweek and this 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 current weekend the conditions have been horrendous to play football and all the guys will tell you wind is brutal but what the one thing you can say about Celtic in their favour is they find a way to win games Roger you cannot take any of the credit away from Livingston they've been absolutely fantastic this season I think they've won six out of the last Eight games They look comfortably As if they're going to Secure a top six spot They've been brilliant They've beaten Celtic at home So many Positives The, the, the only thing that would Maybe swing it in their favour today Is the home form Is really what, what Lies behind their yeah. points total I think you've maybe seen Some stats on Twitter I had a look through Their previous results today And since they came back Into the top flight They've won two league games On grass Since they came back I, in I don't think that will bother Gary Holt or David Martindale Or any of the players They're very good at what they do um, I've seen them quite a few times for Super Scoreboard They don't get the credit they deserve They, they do play good football Yes, they get it up to Lyndon Dykes But they play off Lyndon Dykes Lyndon Dykes is an underrated player as well But there are good players in the Livingston team Lawless is having a good season again Pittman is having a good season again Defensively, I know they've had to change the goalkeeper again today Because Robbie McCrory is not allowed to play against Rangers So Ryan Schofield on loan from Huddersfield is a big test from you know for him John Guthrie has been a very good signing for them this season Quietly Effectively You know Going about his business I, um, When I saw him a couple of weeks ago When they beat Motherwell When they beat Motherwell convincingly I quite like the fullbacks Taylor Sinclair scored the goal McMillan was good On the other side They've changed the fullbacks Since then I think it'll be Lawson on one side And, and Ricky Lamy On the other side today So They'll make it awkward For Rangers But I mean Alec will tell you You cannot countenance Rangers not finishing up with three points by five o'clock tonight. And don't mean to be unfair on Livingston Gordon because that is perhaps skewed. They have gone to lots of, of grass parks and got good draws. I'm just talking about the, the, the lack of victories. But you know, they've they've been at Celtic Park and come away with a goalless draw there last season. On their day they clearly can make it extremely difficult for teams. And that's why Rangers will will have to be right at it this afternoon. No doubt, Gordon. Uh they'll go there with a game plan. Uh last time I, I was at Ibrooks when Livingston was there, I spoke to Gary Holt before a game. He says, Look, we're concentrating our own game plan here this afternoon. I'll be the same. He'll look at the conditions, he'll look at the I I know it's the greatest cliche in the world, but Gary Holt must be saying to his players just before they go onto that part, silence this crowd. Get this crowd onto Rangers players' backs and see if you can put a bit of pressure on them. First 20 minutes is so important in a football game here. It's a wonderful phrase in his own newspaper column this morning, Gary Holt. Work hard in silence and let success be your noise. And that's the way Livingston have approached their work this season. And at the start of the season, I said to you, Gordon, a draw is a disaster, a defeat is a catastrophe. If Rangers draw... The match today Never mind Livy And only two games One on grass If Rangers Draw the game today Everyone knows It's a disaster Even the last time Alex If you look back To that game And remember This is at a time When Rangers Were confident And, and were winning A lot of games 
It was 1-0 to Livingston until the 55th minute, I think. Rangers quickly got themselves in front and then Lyndon Dykes was sent off and it allowed Rangers to add a third. So even at a time when Rangers were much more confident and much more free-flowing than they are now, Livingston still made it quite tough for them that day. Yeah, absolutely, Gordon. And I think you were absolutely right in what you said in terms of Rangers getting that goal at the right time because they look to be rather comfortable within that game. Uh, and they do, they, and you have to give them respect because I think when you look at the start of the season, when you look at a lot of the guys who had uh, left Livingston, a lot of people were saying, nah, they'll struggle this year, but, you know, they've recruited very well, they've made a lot of changes today, Gordon, uh, so some of these guys will be a bit more fresher uh, going into this, it's an opportunity to come and showcase, again, uh, we're a big crowd here, so I think this is a free hit for Livingston, you know, I don't think anyone expects them to take anything, but the way the Rangers are playing, I think they're silently behind the scenes, Gary Holton that will be looking as if they can get something from this game. Yeah, actually, just the one change for Rangers from that, Game all the way back in September Ojo played that day Hadji plays today So other than that they, they A pretty similar looking side For Rangers at Ibrox this afternoon We're going to continue Building up to kick off at Ibrox And also reflecting on events At Pataudry next The fastest goals The expert opinions This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans, Roger Hanna Gordon DL, Alex Ray Mark Wilson, you're spoiled for choice of who you want to shout at down the radio this afternoon. Gordon DL, what are you? You look pretty excited over in the corner. What's wrong? Yeah, I'm delighted Mark's still with us at Pataudry. Keep him there. <laughs> it's freezing here. <laughs> you know, on it, on it, honestly. He's staying there. He's just going to stop off at breaking and take training tomorrow. <laughs> well, the open line's what it's all about, and yeah. I think Mark should be part of the team. Just before two o'clock, I think it was, Mark, when I referenced the fact that you were still there, he honestly, he was almost jumping over this <laughs> desk trying to convince me to make sure that you stayed there for as long as possible. Definitely not. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I get the green light Guys <laughs> Well exactly We dictate when that is um, Let's start getting The first pieces of reaction From today's game At Pataudry Mark These are Derek McInnes' thoughts When you play A team like Celtic In such good form With so many good players For me it's, it has to start In the head Before you go into the pitch And the mindset To to go and try And make the game Go our way You know You'll probably say That the, the conditions Were difficult And it's a leveller But the game's still Got to get played For both sets of players And for me We, we get after Celtic I thought we were a better team uh, with Celtic in a back five. When Celtic changed to back four, I thought we were a better team then. And we spoke at half-time about the mentality of the Celtic player next door. Uh, at no point did they ever um, accept um, not winning. And every one of them next door would be thinking that they're going and uh, they have to go and win the game because that's the demand on them. And we spoke and asked them, our players, that, we have to have the exact same mindset, do not settle for a point. And at no point in the game did I think, other after when they scored, when we would have took a point, but up until they scored the second goal, at no point did my team look as if they were going to settle for a point. He thought his team were the better side, Mark. I, there clearly wasn't a lot in the game, so I don't think you'd be too upset either way. Um, but I don't think either side had much of an advantage over the, the balance of the 90 minutes, did they? Nah, I would agree with a lot of what Derek says there. I think they maybe just shaded it. As I said, a lot of the game was played in the Celtic half. Um, I, I wouldn't agree with him when he says that Celtic went to a back four. They were the better side. I thought that's when the game started to turn slightly and Celtic started to, to progress up the park a wee bit more successfully. Um, but Derek's right. We, we said at the start of the game that Aberdeen needed to be closer to Celtic in terms of pressing, in terms of being physical, um, maybe taking a wee bit more of a direct approach. I, I thought they did all that today. Uh, I thought they got success. I think the conditions did play a huge part in that, and that made it awkward 
Um, well, it made it awkward for both teams, but Aberdeen p- probably played the conditions better than Celtic did uh, by, uh, as I say, that direct approach by putting balls into the Celtic box and Julian and Ayer and Beaton never really looked comfortable. But when they, they changed the shape and they started kind of linking up better with Edward, that's where you've seen the wee bits of quality come through. Um, but uh, look, Derek, Derek says that this Celtic team, uh, he said to his players uh, in the dressing room next door, never accept anything less than three points. And even with these conditions and even with being awkward and in their box, you always just felt that they were going to go up and create something and grab a winner and grab the three points. And that's that's a true strength of this Celtic team. And Neil Lennon's got them playing that way. You know, sometimes they aren't fantastic or pleasing on the eye in the occasional time. But like I said, after the game, they always get the job done. Gordon Deal is punching the air every time that the, the wind <laughs> blows down your microphone. He's absolutely <laughs> delighted. I'm uh, missing the studio guys that you're I'm stuck out in it. it just depends what your criteria is Mark Aberdeen did have a lot of possession if you want to base it on chances well you'd have to favour Celtic then because Johnny Hayes had a massive one before Ayer and then Odson Edward of all people had the chance of, of the year to, to put Celtic 3-1 in front and didn't manage to take it so yeah yeah, I, I think Aberdeen were successful in terms of, you know, getting up the pitch. And I, I keep saying that, making it awkward for Celtic. But if you look at the chances, Celtic certainly created the more clear-cut ones. You know, Johnny Hayes, I think Daz is probably right. You know, he had the shooting opportunity. The easier pass was to square it to Encham. Uh, it's a guilty chance. And then that wee bit of quality, Ayer, you know, Edward's chance. <laughs> we can believe it, you know, what we were watching uh, when he missed. But... Yeah, I heard you laughing about choosing man of the match and it's a difficult one but if you look at all, everything good that kind of Celtic did in creating chances a guy who was anonymous for most of it James Forrest is a guy who's who's there laying on assists and a lot of the stuff you know you watch your TV and you only see his good stuff you don't see the defensive side and it's only here when you're sitting watching it you know how he just nullifies wingers the, the work rate he does going back to the park but even when he cuts in for the winning goal, I think a player who hasn't got the vision or the composure to him takes a shot through the edge of the box. You know, Celtic were frustrated at that time and there wasn't many attempts in Joe Lewis's goal. I think a player cuts in and shoots, but he's got the composure to get his head up and pick out Ayer. And that's the difference. You know, with top players like him who's been doing it for years and it was the same with Edward's chance. It was a terrific cross. And he was, uh, you know, when it really matters... He's a guy who always comes up with either a goal or an assist. And if he's not been involved in the game, you very rarely see Neil Lennon take him off, and that's the reason why. Let's hear from Neil Lennon then. Yeah, I'm thrilled. This is a massive win in, you know, treacherously difficult conditions to play football. So, you know, credit all credit goes to the players. They dug out a marvellous result for us. You know, it's, you can't always play, you know, slick, quick football and we had to grind it out today. How important did you feel that sort of change of system early in the second half was? Yeah, I think it worked quite well for us, like, you know, and then we started creating good opportunities. You know, Johnny's had a great chance, and then we scored, and then Odson's had a great chance, so, you know, definitely the change helped the players, there's no question that. It was obviously a really tough day for the players, but the quality in that winning goal was quite something, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, James, opened the pitch right up, and then the, the pass is perfectly weighted, and, you know, big Chris game of all people. Times was under perfection and you know showed a lot of composure to finish it off. It's a great goal. 
an, an important goal, you know. We didn't want to drop points, obviously, but it was looking like it. And, you know, point but Audrey sometimes can be a, a decent result, you know. In these conditions, you know, the game could have been either way, but, uh, you know, we've come up with a really important piece of football. What do you make of Neil Lennon's assessment, Hugh? Yeah, um, the, the point I was going to make, um, starting with Derek McInnes' assessment, where he said that uh, Celtic never accept not winning. Celtic players individually never accept having a bad day. Neil Lennon spoke about James Forrest opening up the pitch for the, the winning goal. James Forrest had a very ordinary day, uh, but they never accept that it's going to be ordinary right up until the final whistle. And James Forrest opens up the pitch, and Ayer, Ayer had a, a poor afternoon at central defender, but better when he went to right back. But he doesn't accept having 90 minutes uh, that he wants to forget either. And he pops up with the winning goal. This Celtic mentality that Derek McInnes spoke about, it was a very respectful tribute from the losing manager because it's mentality that's carrying them through. Wherever they go, it's five away games now following the end of the winter break and five wins. And everywhere they go, mentality is everything. Yes, it's a good point you make because Celtic, I think one of the you gents mentioned earlier on the word clinical. Celtic were clinical. They didn't have many chances today, but Ayer, up from right back, was clinical. And you almost felt that, that Celtic wouldn't accept the point. They wouldn't just take the point, even yeah. if it was a good point at Petodri and a horrible day like this. And the difference in this championship race ultimately could be the strength of Celtic's mentality. Yeah. Rangers, you know, we talk about losing at Hearts and losing at Kilmarnock. On both occasions, they lost from winning positions. Yeah. They had the game in their hands. They were leading 1-0. You couldn't see this Celtic team... Losing those two games from a 1-0 lead the way Rangers did The Rangers team technically are a match for Celtic When they play and they're going well You've seen it in the game at Parkhead you know, before the new year Technically they are very good But when the going gets tough Sometimes you know, they disappear well, well the stat is And Gordon Duncan read it out earlier on From a winning position Celtic being one up have not lost a game this season. Rangers oh, on, not not dropped anything. Yeah, Rangers since the break ended have lost two. Um, Alex Ray, is this the challenge? Just listening to Neil Lennon, there is this the challenge for anyone else who is trying to keep up with Celtic? Because if you've listened to this show over the last couple of weeks, the Celtic fans who phone in say a big part of the reason that they've kicked on and are doing so well is because they've changed the shape and they've gone to three five two. But now you're listening to Neil Lennon today And the reason they won the game Is because they changed away from 3-5-2 And back to a more familiar shape So it's that flexibility within games To, to adjust based on what's happening Yeah, it's having the ability to do that as well Gordon, it's about having the personnel uh, I think when you're talking about Looking at, at today The conditions and, and so forth The game's not particularly gone your way It's about moments uh, You know, Even though players whose words were Having an ordinary day they always find a gear, they find a way of winning it and uh, that is just it's brilliant for a manager because you know you can change your various for, uh, formations but you know there's a guy going to bust his backside to travel 50-60 yards to finish a, a winning goal and then you're waltzing back down the road with three points Gordon. You can't speak highly enough about the, the mentality and that's the thing that Rangers have to overcome. I agree with Roger Hanna and any given day I think Rangers can beat uh, Celtic but it's these games that matter because you've seen that over the course of the last six games, they haven't risen to that. 
the fact that they've actually been in a winning position. I was covering the game in midweek and I said at Kilmarnock, can they manage the game out at 1-0? And they couldn't, Gordon. You know, obviously the first one was a handball for me. Uh, the second one was just pure schoolboy defending. And that in itself, I don't think that happens to Celtic, Gordon. I genuinely don't think that happens. And it's about even seeing it out and nicking a point. Whereas the other day, obviously, Rangers lost. And it's about these guys trying to rise to that expectation at Rangers. And Mark Wilson, you're looking at what everyone's bringing to the table. You mentioned Ayer and Forrest. Odson Edward didn't score during the week. Doesn't score again today. Misses an unbelievable chance. And even if he was quieter than usual, there was still a couple of mi- a couple of moments of sublime link-up play. The obvious one is the back heel, which goes to Forrest, which goes to Ayer, and ends up in the back of the net. But he had two... Lovely pieces of play involved in Johnny Hayes' chance as well And one or two a bit earlier on So you still can't really underestimate the impact he has on that Celtic yeah, team uh, I mean, you can just see the quality of him, Gordon You know, I, he didn't have his best day of the day And that was topped off with his incredible, incredible miss But, I mean, as soon as he does the wee back heel for the goal I mean, uh, me and Andrew, everyone else around us is, is saying oh, Look at the quality And then it obviously leads to the goal But it just opens up the full pitch I don't know if many people in Scotland can do that or have the vision to do that. And he had a couple of wee ones that were close in the first half as well. You're right, the Johnny Hayes one as well. Just pulling at defenders and his first touch has improved so much and he just brings people into play. And uh, like I say, that's him in a bad day where it's awkward conditions. Uh, you know, he'll get much better days than today. But it's, it's just it's such an important outlet for Celtic that they can trust this guy. You know, if that ball goes up to him, you know, a lot of the time it's going to stick or he's going to bring in a white guy and Celtic are going to get runners in beyond him. That's the thing. James Forrest, your Ryan Christie's or, or whoever's just playing off him, they know if they run off him or run in behind him, he's going to find them with a wee flick. So it's not just in vain. They're not just making a wasted run. And that's a, that's a big strength for Celtic just now. And he's just, get, he's just getting better and better. Um, and t- and for the, the, the start of this year The two up front certainly looks like it's, it's working It's getting a lot of praise Today, I don't think it particularly worked that great I mean, well, the first goal they link up uh, well into Edward and that But they weren't getting much joy But it just goes to show you when it's not working Neil Lennon can then trust him to be the lone strike force And occupy the defence by himself to bring on another guy So it's such an important part of Celtic's play how do you start in Copenhagen on Thursday afternoon then, Mark? Does he start with a three at the back and a two up top, or does Neil Lennon go back to the, the 4 2 3 1 that served the team so well in Europe so far this season? Yeah, I think he'll go 4 2 3 1, Roger. I think he, he will start with Edward up front by himself. Um, I just think, like you say, that it has served Celtic well in Europe. Um, it's probably slightly more defensive minded you know when you've got your two just sitting there in front of the back four um, and you know you might even see Elianusi coming in um, as that outlet with, with sheer pace I've watched him do running here so the, there's no doubt that he's fit and ready to go he looks an absolute machine you know striding away for the rest of the Celtic players so I think you could see him coming in um, and it's always a good option you know if, if they want to change things and actually uh, go for things you can bring Griffiths on but I think he'll start with a one up front One game down two to go Kilmarnock and Hibs playing a bit later on this afternoon we turn our attentions back though and focus on the build up to Ibrox Rangers against Livingston at three o'clock we'll go back there next Scottish football's league leader this is Clyde One Super Scoreboard 
15 minutes to kick off at Ibrox Rangers against Livingston Rescheduled from yesterday because of a waterlogged pitch It's been patched up, it goes ahead in 15 minutes time And now it's over to Rangers, can they respond? What sort of response can they offer after Celtic went to Pataudry And won by two goals to one Let's go back to Ibrox How are things at the moment Alex? The warm up will be almost done Is the pitch cutting up? Is it holding up okay? Gordon, there's actually been a, a bit of rain the last 10 or 15 minutes It's just getting heavier and heavier as we speak and uh, unfortunately it's coming in onto this gantry as well but it hasn't uh, upset our cup of coffee and a couple of bars of chocolate we'll just polished off but the players are just going through their warm up uh, you know uh, assessing the surface trying to get adapt to this blistering wind also Gordon I don't see this foresee this being a, a, a classic football match this is all about getting the result for Rangers today and trying to get that three points anything less as you say is a bit of a disaster for me well, as a psychology Sunday, uh, the Celtic put the pressure on Rangers. Rangers have to respond. The one thing that uh, stuck out from what Stephen Gerrard said after the commandment game on Wednesday night was that he thought he had players who could cope with pressure, and now he was being given cause to suspect that was not the case. Well, if they can't live with pressure, they'll end up with a disaster today. Just as an aside, just for general football fans out there, Aston Villa are playing Tottenham at the moment. Mm-hmm. Aston Villa defender just slid in the box, made a challenge. Every single one of us in here went, good tackle, great oh. tackle, well done. VAR has a look. We got a second look. We all changed our mind and the penalty was given. Uh, yeah, I'm not a great fan of VAR, but... That's the right decision. They got, they got, and he's oh, missed it anyway. Roger Hanna called it. He said, scores the rebound. I said, he'll probably <laughs> save it and score a rebound. Roger, unlucky. But uh, yeah, I thought it was a perfect time tackle, Gordon, and VAR had a look at it, and Tottenham are now 2-1 up. Yeah. For, nobody, for everybody that's not watching. Right decision in the yep. end, though, you have to say. Uh, back to Ibrox, though, because clearly that's where our priorities lie for... The next um, 90 minutes, just a bit more than 90 minutes at the moment, building up to kick off. In terms of the actual surface, Alex, we always accepted that it, it wasn't going to be good. It wasn't even good before that we had the weather. Stephen Gerrard, I think, called it awful. Was that the word he used a couple of weeks ago? Does it change how Rangers try and approach it at all? If you're Stephen Gerrard in there, are you, are you taking that into account or do you still just have to do what you're used to doing? Gordon, there'll be, there'll be instances where you want to have to try and get the ball down. It's relatively decent in the, the wider areas, a wee bit more patchier in the middle. The goal moves are perfect. Now, Gordon, see when we go back to the, when we were a bit younger, the pitches were ten times worse than this. You know that this that I think they've actually spoiled with the level of um, surfaces that you know they play on on a weekly basis, particularly at the higher end of of the game. So, you know, I, I wouldn't really say that's a, a kind of disadvantage by anybody because. As I said, years ago there was some good football played on it. It's just a bit contending with the wind. Uh, for me, that's the only factor today. Uh, I don't think Rangers, if, if they don't get the result they're looking for, people go and go, oh, that pitch was terrible. That'll be purely down to no doing the things that they've done to get results in the past. So it's a case of just rolling up your sleeves. This will be a battle gone. There's no two ways about it. I'd be fascinated to see how Livingston shape up. We think it's going to be three at the back. It'll probably go to a five out of possession. It'll be very com- compact and hard to break down. And for me, that's where Rangers have really struggled these last half a dozen games because when people are defending deep, everyone keeps coming at the ball, you don't get any penetration going in behind and then ultimately what happens, they become very labour and pedestrian and Rangers can't afford that. That is why, you know, you have to get Hadji on the ball, you have to get Kent and 1v1s and getting that people, hence if you take it back to a week ago when it was at Hamilton, Ryan Kent drives to the byline, gets a good cross, you've got midfield runners, they need to get a lot of tempo going tonight and try and overwhelm Livingston. 
Yeah, you're, I think you're you're right. Undeniably, that's been the, the main feature, if you like. That's the complaint we hear. When teams are defending, the Rangers have what it takes to break them down. But also at the other end, Alex, there have been various criticisms of the Rangers back four. Edmondson has come in. Katic has then replaced him in the back four. Connor Goldson probably hasn't covered himself in glory. Andy Haldy got a bit of criticism the other night. How much of a handful can Lyndon Dykes potentially be? Well, he's going to be pivotal to uh, trying to get uh, Livingston up the park. Uh, I quite like the big guy. I think like the physical presence that he has brought. He's obviously jumped for the championship last year up until uh, up into the premiership. Gordon, he's a right handful. See if you want to engage with him in a physical battle. You know, he, he can give as good as he gets. But I actually like the guys that are actually in behind him, you know, like Pittman, Suda, uh, Little Lawless. They're, they're actually, I think they get a lot of... Uh, on the Jew kind of they're a long ball they're all but set plays because I've got guys who can actually get the ball down and play as well you know you've got Crawford in the middle of the park Jacobs will put his foot in so they've got good qualities as well as a particular style of play when it comes to set plays so uh, but Lyndon Dykes is pivotal to that because uh, you know we've seen him terrorise uh, both Rangers and Celtic defenders over the course of this season so far yeah, listen, I said it earlier on, I, I, I like Dykes and it, it's interesting, you know, after Jermaine Defoe was injured at the end of January, Alec, you look around at guys that Rangers could bring in when they need a striker and they've ended up doing a deal, loan deal with Hibs for Florian Camberry. There was an interest in Lyndon Dykes and you just wonder if, you know, Lyndon Dykes is something different, something Rangers don't have. You wonder if he could have been, you know, a real plus had Rangers signed him for the, the run-in for the season. He's, he's going to be up against them today. He will cause problems for Goldson and Cattage because Goldson and Cattage don't particularly like that that physical, that combative style. You you see the you know the ease with which Kilmarnock scored the winning goal, big boot up the park, flick on, finish. You know, it's not good enough for the two central defenders. So if Livy start the two centre halves shelling it up to Dykes, Goldson and Cattage are gonna to have to be stronger, they're gonna to have to stand up, they're gonna to have to be more physical. Because Gordon made the point, you know, a Rangers good enough to break teams down. Yes, they are, because at Hearts, they broke Hearts down and Ryan Kent scored. At Kilmarnock, they broke Kilmarnock down and Scott Arfield scored. But then the guys at the other end can't keep the ball out the net. Another thing, Alex, because you know he comes from Queen of the South, where Stephen Dobie's the man who scores all the goals. And even when he's brought in, people say, you know what, he's not really a goal scorer. He's there to enable other people to do that. But he's got 12 goals for Livingston this season, which isn't a bad return at all. Yeah, absolutely, Gordon. And, uh, you know, we said earlier on the season, we were people talking about maybe making a, a start for Scotland or being in a squad. I, I thought that was a decent idea, and I take Rogers' point on board. If you have very similar strikers, Morelos isn't the tallest, Defoe's smaller than myself, so when you bear that in mind, if you're trying to mix it up, it's a thing. it may well be a case of getting the ball up, a bit more direct, uh, containing two centre half, trying to get runners coming from there. So it, it could have been a possibility that they may well have looked at him just as another option, but I'm not sure Livingston would have, you know, they'd obviously put a good price on his head, but, uh, you know, Rangers may well need something going forward, you know, in the summer to try and have another option up there gone because you've got Morelos, you've got Defoe who's going on a wee bit, and beyond that then they've not got that, so possibly something they'll be looking for. Always so much focus one way or another on Alfredo Morelos, 29 for the season, Alex, you can hardly knock that as a total. If you're being critical just because he sets the bar so high, I think it's one in six at the moment. So he's clearly, especially given that, that maybe the guys behind him aren't quite contributing as much as some people would want, there is that onus on him to, to find the back of the net this afternoon. Yeah, without doubt, Gordon. And uh, I've actually seen him live a couple of times uh, over the course of these six games. 
the one thing that he actually does Gordon very very well and uh, I think it gets actually overlooked at times he constantly puts himself in the right areas he, ha he hasn't been as prolific but you know you've seen the, the header midweek as well you've seen Hamilton last weekend the 1v1 it's a guy that will constantly get goals throughout his career because he has that knack of being in the right place he's hungry and I think there'll be a source of frustration with Alfredo Morelos and I think you can actually see signs of it in his demeanour uh, because he's not scoring freely but when you continuously put yourself in the right area you give yourself every opportunity I would expect him to try and kick on now because if he's playing at the top of his game Gordon I feel as if Rangers get that momentum from him there was times leading up just before the you know towards Christmas time going in the European games he was driving the team forward and it's something I hadn't seen on him up until this season and you're saying to yourself this guy could, could be a real big key player and when he's not scoring goals then he doesn't quite have that same effect and invariably it then rolls back into the team as well Right, the scene is set at Ibrox it might not be ideal conditions it's not ideal that we had to reschedule it from yesterday but the game goes ahead Rangers against Livingston and what a big game it is as well because the gap at the top stands at 13 points Celtic went to Pataudry this lunchtime they took the lead they were pegged back and in difficult conditions they eventually found a way to win and stretch their lead what type of response will Rangers offer? we'll find out the answer to that question next the fastest goals The expert opinions This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard 10 points is the gap between Celtic and Rangers Celtic doing the business at Pataudry in the early game And Rangers responding with a 1-0 victory against Livingston at Ibrooks. The game that was meant to go ahead yesterday We've just had an opening goal in the game at Rugby Park And it's the Rangers loanee Greg Doherty who makes it Kilmarnock nil Hibs 1 goal, goal of the weekend for me uh, I oh fantastic I think he's used the uh, conditions as well Ball comes out to him in the 18 yard box Takes it onto his right foot Just shoulder And there he is Aims for a top corner Gives the goalkeeper no chance A fantastic and goal that, from Dr. That's the last time in his career Chris Burke will sprint to keep the ball in And stop yeah, a corner exactly. Because he, he stopped a corner Conceding a corner Lost possession of the ball Quickly moved to Doherty Boom one Absolute nil. screamer Let's go back to Ibrooks And check in with Alex Ray What was the mood like Alex? We spoke about How this was just all about Getting three points for Rangers Performance didn't matter How, how did it go down at, at full time? Yeah I think they were delighted uh, They got the points Gordon And uh, I just felt as if You know Key point at the, in the second half for me Was uh, Alan McGregor save at 0-0 Um Suda rattles it down towards the ground and he managed to get a big strong arm and, and deflect it away and then uh, obviously the, in the later stages Lyndon Dykes Gordon the ball's come up to Dolly Menger he's kept it alive and helped it on and Lyndon Dykes is coming on to this for about 20 yards and it is nearly battered off the post uh, and going away to uh, you know otherwise it was a totally different uh, response at the final whistle however when you look at the opportunities that Rangers had in the second half, they were numerous. The two goals disallowed. I'd really like to see the Camberry one again. It looked to me from here as if he timed his run perfectly. Morelos uh, took it off his Scotty Arfield when it looks as if he was going to pull the trigger. He, he obviously scored for that as well. So I actually think it might be the other way around, which is interesting because we, we will oh, see them back. Go. But I think by all accounts, the Morelos one was more on site if that's such a thing than the Canberra one but yeah we'll yeah, see them back well it's because John McDonald uh, former uh, Rangers player was sitting more in line with it Gordon towards the 18 yard box which is maybe about 25 yards up to my right hand side I just spoke to him at the end and he, he said to me it felt Canberra but my instinct was but again we're digressing they were very very close calls both of them 
And as you rightly said, it may well be the other way around. Uh, so that may well have made it a little bit more easier. But at the end of the day, Gordon, the three points were paramount here for Rangers. Rangers fans, this is your time to shine. Let's hear from you. What did you make of the game? Was it all about the three points? And if that's the case, how satisfied are you? Are you still looking for a bit more in terms of performance? And how do you view the title race after Celtic won this afternoon? Chris Burke has equalised for Kilmarnock against Hibs. Kelly won. Hibs won. The open line, it's been open all afternoon really but now's the official open line if you like it's 5 o'clock Celtic game's done Rangers game's done let's hear from you 0141 951 1025 we'll speak to you next after the action it's your reaction 0141 951 1025 Clyde 1 Super Scoreboards open line Full time scores from today Aberdeen 1 Celtic 2 Rangers 1 Livingston 0 and with 35 minutes on the clock Kilmarnock 1 Hibs 1 We opened the lines early on a Sunday Hugh but this is traditional open line territory What's on your mind at 5 o'clock on a Sunday? Well the Rangers fans are relieved Uh, The Celtic fans are an early start today and a winning start 7 league wins in a row uh, they're feeling good But some who have called us earlier today Dare not even dream Of nine in a row Just yet uh, The Rangers fans Would just be happy I think to get that 1-0 win over Livingston Celtic seven in a row All wins Rangers are struggling To get across the line In, in most of the games that they play that was Hugh Evans, Roger Hanna, Gordon Diel are both in the studio Alex Ray is at Ibrox So give us a call and put your points to the panel 01419511025 At Clyde SSB on Twitter And Sean from Barhead is a Rangers fan He's first up tonight Hi Sean Hi, how you doing? Um, the point I noticed and they touched on Was just um, even if Celtic do drop the points It's kind of half the battle for us Because we still have to go out and win the games and capitalise on that and close the gap. If we keep playing the way we're playing, I, I don't see it happening. Did you manage to see the game today, Sean? I didn't know. I just caught it on the radio. I was, I was supposed to be playing Sunday football myself in Greenock, but my game was called off. Not surprised. It's been it's been miserable. That I mean, Alex, that that is the concern. Obviously, no one can predict the future as things stand at the moment. You can see why people aren't confident that Rangers go on and win all their games. So, of course, there's that concern there. Yeah, I think that's correct, Gordon. Uh, I actually thought they'd done okay uh, throughout. I think they created a lot more than I've seen in recent games today, and it was about getting the job done. But it's too close for comfort, you know, when you when you take into consideration the opportunity that Suda had and uh, London Dykes. Because you know, if they come back into that stage, I don't see Rangers going on and winning a game. It would be very difficult uh, because of the mood about the place. And um, and when you look at both Rangers and Celtic, you see Celtic steamrolling teams. Uh, admittedly, today wasn't great for them, but they managed to get the job done. And Rangers just need to try and find that level of consistency, Gordon. And whilst it's these conditions, it's just about winning games for me. Uh, you know, they've obviously got this European tie, and then they've got some Johnson next week as well. So, you know, they're coming thick and fast, and they just have to keep trying to tick away, trying to get some sort of momentum. I said a few weeks ago, the important thing for Rangers was to try and win as many of the league games as possible before they get to the Old Firm game on the 15th of March. Uh, and they have to do that, they have to take maximum points. To give themselves a fine chance Now if Celtic lose points within that period Then that's an added bonus But they cannot afford to lose any more points Having said all that Sean When you look at Rangers fixtures I'm not saying they are easy But if you were to pick fixtures You would obviously pick teams in, in the bottom half They go away to St Johnston It's Hamilton at home It's Motherwell at home St Mirren away uh, Ross County away Obviously the Celtic game's in, in there as well So 
Surely Although they're struggling Surely the Rangers Team has it within them To at least pick up Maximum I points In most of them I definitely hope so That they would be able To take the points But I mean When we went to Tynecastle We had sitting bottom And then they've just Received a a 2-0 loss against Hamilton we, If we're coming against the bottom teams We really need to pull our socks up and, You know what I mean And actually put the fight in To try and regain some of those points And then obviously when it comes to the old firm That's that's neither here nor there That's just whatever happens on the day So I just really hope we can play up And try and close this gap Yeah well I, Hearts did manage to pull level In the end yesterday Hugh But Sean is right You know they were bottom um, They are bottom And and Rangers lost there So he's quite right to throw that back at me When I mention the fact that the fixtures look winnable if you get to the, the next Old Firm game at Ibrox And the gap is as it is now And Celtic win It's all over And by the same token uh, If Rangers win Then they'll believe that If they get a second one at Celtic Park uh, Then it might not be over So I, I don't think they're neither here nor there As Sean said I think those games as ever Remain absolutely crucial Sean how important has Scott Arfield becoming this period During which Rangers are maybe not flying But I think Alex Ray told us Four goals in eight days Another couple on top of that Since the turn of the year He's turning out to be quite an important player isn't he? Well, he's a, definitely a staple He's incredibly reliable for us um, But we just kind of need everybody To sort of rally around players like that Like as we were touching earlier on How Kent hasn't really lifted his head After the winter break and stuff And You've got players like Arfield that want to come in and really fight for the team So it would just be good to see obviously the rest of the squad have that fire in them It's been a lot of doom and gloom Alex So put a, tell us about the positives You gave Scott Arfield your man of the match He's yeah. on a good goal scoring run Who else stood out for you in a positive sense? I was actually quite impressed with the midfield three Gordon They, they kind of dictated the game Ryan Jack you know, driving the team forward for the middle of the park Stephen Davis is neat and tidy And he keeps things ticking over You know Hadji did that through ball, that little bit of quality Gordon, I says it at half time middle to front, they have to take care the through ball to Arfield and his finish is excellent and um, Morelos is still not quite up to speed as yet and the disappointing thing for me is Ryan Kent you know, um, Camberry come on looked quite lively, looked bright so I wouldn't be surprised if they maybe try and throw him into the mix and maybe a case of taking young Kent out giving him a couple of weeks just to sit on the bench just to try and kind of Regalvanise him and take him going in the right direction. So I think in, in the main, you know, uh, he'll be quite happy with the three points. Stephen Gerrard, he'll be looking to try and be a lot more clinical uh, in the final third. But it's about getting back to winning ways uh, because I, I, I wouldn't like to have seen Rangers going into this game against Braga having dropped points here today. Uh, as I said before the top of the show, I thought it was important to get three points because Thursday night, you know, this is going to. I think they say there was 48,000 here, Gordon, but it was nowhere near that due to the fact that, you know, a lot of people would have missed uh, the game due to uh, mm. the rearrangement. But uh, they'll be looking to try and European night here, full house. Uh, they'll be looking to try and go again. So Stephen Gerrard will be trying to build on that because if they can get a result in Europe, all of a sudden that gives you the confidence to try and, and, and going back to Sean's point and yourself there mentioning the upcoming games for Rangers between the old firm game. With the greatest respect to these teams If you're going to compete for titles You need to win all them games About 35 minutes or so for Camberry today Alex, the most we've seen of him Where did he operate and tell us a bit more about his performance Yeah, he came off the left hand side He just like for like uh, For um, Ryan Kent he, he, he looked bright, he looks a presence uh, The lot of balls were coming up to him He was bringing down his chest He's looking to drive inside, he's looking to do a few things Done a little step over And it was good recovery by the defender Brown So 
I've seen things that were encouraging for him there because he hasn't had a lot of football since he came to the club, Gordon. Uh, so that may well give a wee bit of food for thought for uh, Stephen Gerrard to maybe throw him in. Uh, because if you remember over the course of this uh, European campaign, he's always put players who have got blistering pace, you know, and try and soak up some pressure, then they hit in the counter. So he may well throw um, Canberra into the mix come Thursday night. That would just be one of those things, Roger, if you said six weeks ago Rangers will take on Braga at this stage of the Europa League and they'll drop Ryan Kent and put Canberra in. You'd be thinking, what? How did that happen? But it's... It's entirely possible yeah, at this stage and, and you could compare it across the city Because if you'd said six weeks ago Celtic would go on a run of, of success With seven successive wins And Ryan Christie wouldn't be involved from the start And El Yunusi wouldn't be involved from the start Frimpong wouldn't be involved from the start you, you, People would think you were daft So maybe it isn't so strange That you know teams evolve as seasons go on Players fall in and out of form Clearly Ryan Kent is out of form at the minute He was hooked after just 55-56 minutes today Gordon And it will be a question for Stephen Gennard now as to whether you know he's not going to keep his place in the team just because the club once paid £7 million for him he'll only keep his place in the team if he merits a place in the team yeah I think I think you're right I think everyone's talking about Ryan Kent just now um, he, hasn't, he hasn't in the greatest of forms but what do you do as a manager you look at your player you get a feeling do you try and play him through it or do you, like Alex suggested, say, do you know what, sit on the bench, have a couple of weeks, put him on as a sub, get him going again, get working with him, get his confidence back up. Because the boy has got talent. There's no doubt the boy's got talent. Uh, it's just how Steven Gerrard sees it. And maybe just someone like Camberry coming in gives it a different approach, a different freshness. It may just lift everyone round about them. I'll be interested to see what the manager does. That's why he gets paid the big money. Sounds encouraging, though, from Camberry's perspective, Gordon, that he came on and had a positive impact. Well, I think he's so keen to do well, Gordon. He's got a short time at Rangers. He's only in loan, remember. And I think he's desperate to stay. So when he comes on, you're obviously going to get a reaction from him. I think he's worked rate. I watched him come on, I think it was, uh, was at Aberdeen. And he's, he's worked rate for that small amount of time he was on was incredible. He was running all over the place. He was just trying to go on the ball. I think he's trying to impress. So it may just be a, a, a choice of Steven Gerrard to say, do you know what? We're going to start to see what you can bring to the table. Sean and Barhead, thank you very much for kicking us off. We're going to hear from Stephen Gerrard soon. Let's take another call from Craig, who is also a Rangers fan on the line. Hi, Craig. Hi, uh, Gordon. Hi, Jens. How's it going? Hello. Um, I've got to say, you know, for me, sort of, I've kind of two points. The first is that, I mean, again, today, like, it's been, you know, this entire year since we came back for the winter break, it, you know, Okay, they got the win, but again, it is you know nowhere near the standard that it needs to be at, um, and it, you, you kind of feel like how many games have to go by before they actually put in a good performance and get a comfortable result. I mean, you're at home to Livingston today. Celtic were at home to Hearts last week, who bet us two one a couple of weeks ago, and they thumped them five nothing. Until today, they had won the last. Three or four games, sort of five, four, three goals, um, which we've not been doing. Um, now don't get me wrong. What I would say, in the last four days, we've been denied. I think two, possibly even three, perfectly good goals by just poor refereeing decisions as well, which doesn't help when you're in the kind of lower form that we're in. I mean, beating was a joke on Wednesday. 
today, you know, I, I think personally, I think both those goals very well could have stood. At least one of them, definitely. I think the Morelos one certainly should have stood. Camberry's as well, you know, I'm not convinced was offside either. So there's that aspect. But the fact is, you know, you, you can't play teams like Livingston at home and then stutter over the line. Um don't you, ha- don't, you have, don't you have to at the moment though Craig Because confidence is low There's no momentum there And then individually today you're talking about you know A terrible day, a poor pitch And really difficult overhead conditions Can you really expect Rangers under those circumstances To instantly go from Losing at Kilmarnock to sweeping teams aside Is this not about getting three points on the board And then trying to build from there Oh no, it is uh, absolutely I don't, you know, disagree with it Of course, it's just, you know Today was all about making sure you get three points on the board. But, but that's the thing as well, you know, the, the other point, you know, um, goes back to the other teams in the league because it's not just Rangers that need to have a look at themselves. It's some of these other teams in the league as well. You know, you look at the day, Aberdeen played relatively well against Celtic to give them their two, but they still lost. They're a team who proclaimed to be the third best team uh, and the third biggest team in this country. In what other country did the third biggest team Lose eight consecutive home games to anybody. They've lost eight consecutive home games. In fairness, Craig, I'll throw that straight back at you. In what other country is the third biggest team got such a financial disparity behind the top two? I, no, I, I get that. But well, it's quite important. <laughs> you can't just ignore no, it. Yeah, I'm not ignoring it. But then they've got a financial disparity with Rangers. They can find a performance uh, over the last two seasons, actually, other than once at Ibrox in the first game where Rangers dominated them. You know, they have found those performances, not just against Rangers, but against other teams as well. They have found the performances. I'm not sitting I, I, saying not about step. What I'm saying is, to win any league title, no matter who you are, including Celtic, at times, you know, you can't just rely on you beating these teams. At times, you need the other teams in the league to actually, you know, step up and take points. But, right but, now, it doesn't look like anybody. But Celtic, play, do Celtic play a part in that, Hugh. Yeah, I mean, I think. Craig is scrambling around looking for uh, an excuse to explain Rangers' position. The, the the fact is, if Craig concentrates on his own team, they have built their own problem. They went away after the, the win over Celtic, the thoroughly deserved win over Celtic at Celtic Park, and they came back unrecognisable, to use uh, Stephen Gerrard's word. Uh, they created their own problem by playing the bottom team and losing to them. They created their own problem by playing Aberdeen at Ibrox and getting a goalless draw. They added to their own problem by being a goal up at Kilmarnock and losing the game 2-1. They dropped eight points as a consequence. They've created their own problem and now, because the, the heat is on and Celtic don't lose anymore and have a 10-point lead, every game that Rangers play is must-win. Win or else... And some players are having difficulty dealing with that kind of mindset. Craig's still looking for that convincing performance though, Roger. Understandable as well. I know I put the point about getting three points and trying to build your way back to confidence. But I suppose there will be loads of Rangers fans there saying, when are we just going to come out and sweep a team aside with no fuss? I think think the, the position the Rangers are in at the minute, Gordon, results are far more important than performances. If someone had offered Stephen Gerrard a 1-0 win against Livingston at 5-3, he would have taken it. Of course he would have taken it. 
And it doesn't matter if Lyndon Dykes has hit a post Alan McGregor's made saves Livingston have missed chances A couple of goals have been chalked off The referee's been good, bad or indifferent Rangers have won the game 1-0 The gap is back to 10 points There's still a game in hand which could take it to 7 There's still two games against Celtic So all is not lost But for Rangers, for any team to win a championship They can't rely on the third place team doing something against another team Or the fourth place team doing something against this team they need to take ownership and responsibility. I, th- I think they need a performance, Roger. I know it's so important to get three points, but you can't keep going from now to the end of the season. Sorry, I'm not being disrespectful. At home, beating Livingston one nil, right? If you, I look- think generally you're right though. But what about just today? Given- oh, today, listen, I totally agree today because of the fact that Celtic won earlier. I take into conditions. I take into the pitch. I take all that on board, Gordon. But you're looking at. You cannot Right Since the league at the at Started back in the winter break League only Celtic have scored 24 goals Rangers have scored 8 Right So If they don't If, they, if they're just If they think they can get along Every week And they'll, they'll scrape a 1-0 Against a Livingston Or a St Johnston And they're going to challenge Celtic For a league they're not. They're kidding themselves on. They need something to spur them to kick them onto the next part. Craig, thank you very much for the call. We will speak to you soon. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Stuart and Paisley's on the line, and we're going to hear from Stephen Gerrard next. Let's just say he is not happy at all with the officials today. The games are over. The talking begins. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Alex Ray's Ibrox, Hugh Keevans, Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are in the studio So give us a call and let us know what is on your mind We're on Twitter as well at Clare SSB We're about to hear from Stephen Gerrard Interesting comments, he is not happy at all with the officials Let's take a call first though from Stuart in Paisley Hi Stuart Hi Gordon, good evening, how are we all? Not bad, good. how are you? Hi, good, not too bad, I'm just on my way back from the match just now um, I've got two points uh, the first one uh, Ideally for Alec Ray But I don't know if he's even In the he's studio He's here today. Don't you worry He's at Ibrox yeah. He's here yeah. uh, I'd like to make a point to Alec Ray The first point is Really to find out What his opinion is On the current lack of form In terms of what he thinks The problem is I mean Something I don't know Has something happened in Dubai um, Has there been a fallout Has there been some sort of burst up Because The bottom line is It's like watching two different teams um, I, the, When we beat Celtic At uh, Parkhead I actually thought, you know, that was the day we could have really gone on and won the league. That, you know, I mean, obviously it was a bit early, but we played exceptionally well, played them off the park. But it's just unbelievable the difference. And that's my first point. Second point is about Hadji. I actually think Hadji's wasted out in the wing. I think he'd be more suited to have a more central role as a number 10. So that's my two points. See right. what Let's the Alex, Alex thinks. Yeah, I agree with the caller, Stuart, in terms of the actual dip uh, from the levels they were playing prior to the window they created a lot of chances today Gordon and uh, particularly in the first half as well the two or three good opportunities a fabulous save from the Livingston goalkeeper scored two in the second half so today's is probably as many chances that I've actually seen Rangers create in, in you know recent weeks however the actual overall fluency of the team is nowhere near the level in which they are and in terms of Hadji uh, I kind of agree but the way that Rangers play with the, the front three, Hadji and Kent tend to come in narrow anyway. And if you if you look at his goal, Gordon, I, I would suggest he was probably around about the number 10 and he's threaded a lovely ball through. So 
I just have to see so much more from this kid because there is moments within games that you think, oh, he's got unbelievable quality, but it's very fleeting. And I suppose it's that consistency that he can constantly make that type of impact. But, you know, they're, they're going to have to work their way through it. It's the only way that you can actually overcome this is through hard work, getting a few results, and then obviously you're trying to kind of kick on from there. But, um, uh, it's very difficult I think if, if that question was answered I think Steven Gerrard's kind of scratching his head as well he's saying I don't know where the, where the form has gone to because this is pretty much the strongest team Gordon you know you look at it other than the, the left back and I thought Andy Halliday done very well today actually but Barisic gives you that natural kind of bomb up and down on that left hand side and, and the rest more or less take care of itself so uh, unless they kind of get that kind of level of performance back, it could be a long uh, second, se- second part of this season for them. Stuart, what do you think? Yeah, I, I agree with what he's saying there. I mean, I just, as I say, I just don't know what seems to be the problem. Um, I mean, as regards to Hadji, I see what he's saying about the other players that obviously taking that position, but I just think he, he creates quite a lot. I'm very impressed with what I've seen so far, and I, I just feel that he could create more and Another thing I, I'm a bit disappointed in today, I mean, we played okay today, second half, first half we were really poor, but second half, Morelos didn't seem to be on the pace, he seems to have gone off the pace a wee bit as well, he did all wasted chances and stuff, so even he's not firing the way he should be, um, yeah. What do you think of that, Alex, how was Morelos today? Yeah, listen, he huffed and puffed Gordon and, uh, you know, you get what you get off him, you know, he's always looking to pin people, he's looking to bring people in. I said, I said in the show on, on Friday night, there was a guy come on and kind of having a little rant about Morelos. Regardless, he's 29 goals, he's no for me. And, and I says, listen, you have to put it in context. You have to add the, the, the full package because he was complaining about him going to ground too easy. Uh, and that's a fair, the fair point. Today, he's picked up the ball on the inside right, busting into the box and uh, is screaming to place the ball around the face of the goal. And Ryan Kent has a tap in, Gordon. And he shoots for an acute angle, which is nigh on impossible to score. And that is a frustrating thing for me watching him because if I was playing in that team, I would have no reservations to go, listen, we get that you're a striker, we get that you want to score goals, but you have to be more open-minded to what's actually going on round about you because he then does it later on in the game and that is the ball that he's played through to Camberry which was a lovely weighted pass Gordon so what I'm trying to say in a long-winded way is if he starts bringing other people in there may well be more opportunities to uh, to the team to score uh, because he's constantly trying to pull the trigger when it's not even on to pull it Well Stephen Gerrard's been speaking after the game talks about the, the preparation going into the Europa League and also the performance of the officials Look I think the, the preparation wasn't ideal it never is when a game gets cancelled and, and moved uh, 24 hours later it's not ideal for, for both teams um, but I thought both teams obviously made a, a real good game of it um, re- really pleased with the outcome Obviously, winning the game, um, you know, we're not. Everyone knows we're not firing on all cylinders at the moment, so it's important that you get the job done and, and get over the line. And we did that today, but we we could have done it more convincingly. Um, disappointed in the officials today, I must say. I must say, I think when they look at their performance back, I think they'll be disappointed. Yeah, I think I think he got the second one just right, but normally, you know, that might go for you, but we accept that one. But um, Morelos is one's onside, and um, there's a stonewall penalty. Now I don't like talking about officials, especially after the defeat, because you can look like the violins out, or you're looking for excuses. But after the win, I think the timing's right. I, I think I must say I was disappointed in them today. 
Yeah, interesting to hear Stephen Gerrard come out there and say that. He's having a little pop. Obviously, Alec had a better view than us being at Ibrox watching the game. Um, I wasn't surprised. He can't come out and have another pop at his players gone. Uh, that ship sailed. He's, 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 he's done that and he's looked for a response. Alex said they played well today, they created a lot of chances, but I just think that 1-0 against Livingston ain't going to win you a league. I'm sorry, I know that the most important thing today was the three points because everything thrown in with the game getting postponed yesterday, conditions, but sooner or later they will need to find forum that they're going to, like Celtic just now, apart from today, dominate teams and, and run over the top of teams Stephen Gerrard there Hugh explaining that he doesn't like to criticise referees after a defeat because it looks like sour grapes and is more comfortable doing it after a win no, no disrespect to him but I don't think he, he needed to explain that to us because it, it was quite obvious the other night there were there were serious decisions that he could have came yeah. out and, and had a pop about and chose not to but does it today instead to be fair on Wednesday night uh, the, the handball that uh, drove most Rangers supporters mad he was the one, Stephen Gerrard, who said uh, I'd be clutching at straws But that's what I mean, I think it's because he lost And then, is it not because he lost and chose that moment To, to criticise the players rather than the officials? Uh, maybe he just, maybe he's right to, About today's work Maybe he's absolutely right The only man who can offer uh, an eyewitness account is Alec Ray because he was there We haven't seen the Morelos goal that the manager feels was clearly onside might, might not be criticism of Ewan Anderson maybe the linesman if it's two offside decisions that were marginal maybe Ewan Anderson's going with his assistant and it's the assistant that's made any error we haven't seen the penalty we haven't had the benefit of the, of the TV pictures from Ibrox yet maybe it was a penalty uh, we'll have to wait and see they were definitely in the wrong end of some some decisions yeah, uh, on Wednesday uh, uh, the Gary Dicker dived yeah. the Morelos goal was disallowed and, and he bit his lip on Wednesday night for, for Reasons he's explained it, you know, it, Not willing to do so tonight as, as Gordon Dale said He's slaughtered his players So many times now He's, he's had to put that one To the one side uh, Now he's turned his attention To the officials today He may be absolutely correct Yeah about, it's, it's certainly the it's, no, Don't get me wrong It certainly seems like it Alex And it just goes to show though How you sometimes do get A, a different sense of Incidents when you see them back It sounds like it was the Morelos one That everyone's upset about Rather than Camberry You seem to think It was the other way around So it just shows you sometimes Once you, you see them You get a different perspective God, Gordon actually thought The two of them Were extremely close But just my instincts Because we're kind of At a 45 degree angle I thought the timing of uh, Camberry's run was perfect The, the weighted ball From uh, Morelos through to him And I thought I actually looked The timing of it all Just off my, in my mind's eye But what I'm saying is I'm not in line with that So it's difficult to see But the two of them Were extremely close And it looks as For him to come out And he would already Had a look at that On the monitor Gordon uh, when he, Before he came out With the press Because that's what you do As a manager When you're back, Sorry, sorry I was just going to Sorry I was just going to say Going back to the other night I think Stephen Gerrard Was really disappointed From the cross ball That his three players Never went and won That was a source of frustration For Stephen Gerrard And he says You'll be clutching at straws Now I said on the show a couple of times now over the last few days that is a stone wall, stone wall handball. Whatever way you look at it, because it's an unnatural position. His hands are above his head. It hits him and it results in a goal. So for me, on Wednesday night, I thought it was more a frustration from his his players not dealing with the situation, and he didn't want to blame it on that because they should have done better. However. The incident uh, should have been a handball for me the other night. Alec, you were shouting about a stonewall penalty kick there. What was your Gordon, Gordon I've, I've got to be honest with you, I can't, at the, the top of my head, I've looked at all the notes, I can't actually recall what he's actually talking about. 
So until I see that one, mm. <laughs> until I see that one, I think, I think it was. I think that was for a handball as well. Does that jog your memory? If does that uh, help at all? Oh, Gordon, Joe Gordon, do you know what? By the way, I said to Alison, I do. It was in the second half, Gordon, and the players all round about him put their hands up to say handball. And and as I always say, you tend to get the reaction from the players closest to the incident. And, and there was a few of them actually uh, claimed for it. Uh, but actually, uh, uh, the referee played it on. That's exactly right. When you're in the position that Celtic Rangers are in, the thoughts of the managers mirror what's going on. And like a good old hack, I've written them down. And Neil Lennon can come in and talk about a massive win About the character and resilience of his players uh, About how the change in tactics helped them The manager of Rangers can come in and say Pleased with the outcome but we're not firing on all cylinders You know, they are where they are Celtic at the moment are flawless The, The display today might not have been as good as others but they are flawless in terms of seven league games played since the, the, the winter break ended. Seven wins. Rangers have dropped eight points. They're not firing on all cylinders. Everything's a bit of a struggle. Now referees are getting it in the neck. The players have got it in the neck. It's just the difference between two sides. One, momentum and self-belief. The other, broken momentum and uncertainty Just while we're on the subject Sorry Roger of decisions So I'm going to squeeze this one in Before the break The other talking point was The yellow card for Guthrie After a tackle on goals And some felt it should have been red Here's what Stephen Gerrard Had to say on that one People will probably look at the highlights Of this game and think Oh Rangers roll a look Because they hit the post um, But if we had Good and the right officials today That would have been a 3-0 So If we scored a penalty um, Which I'm not sure you'd back us right now But we could have been out of sight and a lot more comfortable if if the officiating was better. It's a blatant handball. The referee said it's because of the conditions he didn't mean it. <laughs> yeah, he said to Conor Golson, uh, I couldn't give it because of the conditions. He didn't mean it. My apologies. I thought that comment was with regards to the tackle, but it was with regards to the penalty uh, that wasn't given, Alex. So that that's the handball we're talking about. The referee apparently said to Conor Goldson couldn't give it because of the conditions. I don't, I don't really know what what that means. Well, listen, I don't know what it means myself, Gordon. And unfortunately, when when, when referees say things to players on the pitch, they know it's going to get back to the manager, who then relays it uh, on. But as I said to you at the time, I do remember it, Gordon. It was in the second half, and and someone had a, a rifle at hit uh, Livingston player's hand. Few players run about, put their hands up to claim for it, but they just the referee didn't give it. Uh, again, it will go down to that interpretation when we get an opportunity to see it tonight. And the, and I, I said that it could have been so much more comfortable. It wasn't free flowing. They created a few chances today. Uh, they've obviously got one that looks as if it should have counted that didn't uh, materialise. So you know, the, the, as I keep re- referring back to, this was a big win for Rangers. You know, Hugh and that's talking about huffing and puffing and the whole shooting match. The pressure was on because I said at the top of the show. If they had lost or dropped points today, it was finished. So at least I can continue to go on and they need to build on this, Gordon. They have to go for strength to strength. And if you look at uh, Thursday night, it is massive for the club because you know how difficult it is when you're playing against a good European team to come back a couple of days later and be playing against St Johnson, which will be difficult. Andrew in the East End is up next. He's got a question for the panel regarding the title race and we'll get him after these. After they play... 
You have your say. 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Into the final part of today's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Alex Ray still at Ibrox, Hugh Evans, Roger Hanna, and Gordon DL in the studio. It finished Aberdeen 1, Celtic 2, Rangers 1, Livingston 0. And with 57 minutes gone, it's Kilmarnock 1. Hibs 2 There is another game actually In the Tunnock's Caramel Wafer Challenge Cup Rangers Colts Are playing against Inverness Cali Thistle Inverness have taken a 2-1 lead But they're down to 10 men And You really want to see this Sending off back Referees quite rightly They've been trying to clamp down On simulation recently And they've got most of them right You think Morelos against Celtic You think Morelos against Kilmarnock The other night Christy Manzinga Ends up getting sent off For Motherwell mm. All right uh, what was the one today game. Was Conor McLennan right. booked Got it right The one they've missed probably Gary Dicker okay. The other yeah. night that, that you mentioned But poor James Keatings He's picked up a second yellow For simulation And I've shown it to all of you Never in a million years Is that a dive is it? No they're, they're definitely contact Young Kieran Dixon The Rangers midfielder Just outside the box It's been enough to To knock Keatings over um, He wasn't really appealing For anything I don't think But uh, the referee's decided And he's Infinite wisdom It's a second yellow there we go. 2-1 to Inverness at the moment In that one Let's speak to Andrew Who is a Celtic fan from the East End Hi Andrew Hi there um, I was just looking to well, Good evening to Gordon, Roger, Hugh and Alex Hi, And, Hi, and yourself Gordon I was just wondering After today's results With the the way the result went Petrodi tonight Which was a fantastic result for Celtic If anyone actually feels that There's a genuine challenge to Celtic Between now and the end of the season Because for me it's done Genuinely I feel that The league is done After that Anyone disagree? Uh, I said on Friday night On the programme That I believed That the The win for Kilmarnock On Wednesday night Had finished it And I Did not think That Rangers Could come back And after Celtic's win At Pataudry today That remains My point of view um, Yes I'm in greens With that I don't think I would take a for, it would take a disaster for Celtic to not go and win the league with uh, 10 points. I know the arguments are there about there's still another two firm games to go and stuff like that. And Rangers have got a game in hand. I totally take all that on board. I just think with the current forum, unless Rangers find something that I don't think particularly is there just now, then I don't think there's absolutely any chance that they can turn it around. A 10% chance I would say for Rangers you know, one of I like the callers, that We're getting percentages I like that One of the callers earlier on Mentioned helicopter Sunday So until it's done It's never done What do you think Andrew? I mean, I mean Looking at today I mean I watched the, the whole game And Celtic were Pretty poor To be honest I mean I think we had Four shots on target um, Or maybe four shots on goal And We've managed to come out With three points And Pataudry Without playing anywhere near our best, and, and I mean a guy that was for the majority of the game had been playing centre half, and then was put as a makeshift right back so we could adjust our system, and he then comes up with the the winner. I think personally for me, I, the commander result, yes, it was massive in terms of the way the league was going. I think a lot of the Rangers players just don't have the bottle for it anyway. But from now on, I, I generally, even if they were to win the the both uh, Celtic Rangers games, the Glasgow Derby games, between now and the end of the season, I wouldn't put money on them not dropping any more points anyway. 
So for me, I think the league's done. Roger Hanna sticks a he sticks a ten percent chance label on it. Alex, would you would you have you any advance? You really put a percentage on it. It's it's extremely difficult, Gordon, in terms of to make predictions and putting percentages on this. What I said earlier on was if Rangers can go uh, undefeated and and I mean without dropping any points between now Neil Firm and Celtic maintain that as well, uh, and Rangers could get the result that they would be looking for here. Getting four points, getting into the split, uh, give or take a couple of games. Um, for me, you couldn't say that that's possibly done, Gordon. Uh, but I take everyone's points and, and all the kind of arguments that Rangers have to get to that point, and obviously Celtic are flying. But Andrew answers his own question there. Celtic didn't play well. If they can att- continue uh, to, to nick results like today, then they'll have a better chance. However, the point that the Andrew makes is valid because there will be times where Celtic don't play well and they mm. might not get them, so there potentially could be points dropped across the board. But from a Rangers perspective, they need to try and get maximum points because any more points dropped, then it is night nurse. I mean, can you go, Andrew? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, Rangers aren't playing well either and they are dropping points. We are not in the games like today where we've not played well in a tough tough area like Pataudry we came out uh, with, with with the three points yeah you can see where the confidence comes from Hugh because it's alright saying Celtic didn't play well today and got the win but it's not like that's happened all the time uh-huh. they've been seriously convincing since the turn of the year and today they go to a difficult venue or it should be a difficult venue in difficult conditions and that's when they're required to grind things out yeah. I, I have declared myself I think it's over However, I do not dismiss the possibility that Rangers go to Perth next Sunday and beat St Johnston and it's down to seven points. And then when Celtic play Kilmarnock later that same day, they've got to live with the pressure that it's down to seven points. Because at seven points, if you don't beat Kilmarnock, then the two old firm games become even bigger. So I do accept that in my mind I think it's all over but I do accept that fate or form or whatever you care to call it could trip me up Let's hear from Neil Lennon this was his post-match reaction to that win at Pitodry Yeah I'm thrilled it's a massive win in you know treacherously difficult conditions to play football so you know credit all credit goes to the players they dug out a marvellous result for us you know it's, you can't always play can, you know, slick, quick football and we had to grind it out today. How important did you feel that sort of change of system well in the second half was? Yeah, I think it worked quite well for us, like, you know, and then we started creating good opportunities. You know, Johnny's had a great chance and then we scored and then Odson's had a great chance, so, you know, definitely the change helped the players, there's no question that. It was obviously a really tough day for the players, but the quality in that winning goal was quite something, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, James, he's opened the pitch right up and then the, the pass is perfectly weighted and you know, big Chris game of all people. Times was under perfection and, you know, he showed a lot of composure to finish it off. It's a great goal. And an important goal, you know. We didn't want to drop points, obviously, but it was looking like it. And, you know, point at Audrey sometimes can be a, a decent result, you know. In these conditions, you know, the game could have been either way, but, uh, you know, we've come up with a really important piece of football. Yeah, um, it's a perfect assessment. Uh, Neil Lennon is not beginning to or trying to pull the wool over anyone's eyes. It wasn't vintage Celtic. 
It wasn't uh, a performance like uh, Wednesday night Scoring five against Hearts But it was sufficient to win the game And at this stage in the season Celtic just need to keep ticking them off That's Aberdeen Next week, Kilmarnock Thereafter, St Mirren or whoever it is They need to just keep ticking them off Until they get to Ibrooks. If they win at Ibrooks. Good night, goodbye And just before we go 65 minutes gone at Rugby Park Roger, give us an update from there Still Kilmarnock 1, Hibs 2 As it was at the break Kilmarnock's hopes are going above Hibs And into the top 6 tonight Really hanging by a thread They haven't been great Adam Jackson's goal The difference at the minute Gordon DL We are almost out of time Two and a half big games Two and three quarter big games done We've not got the third one over yet But what have you made of this Sunday in the Premiership? Well I've made that it wasn't uh, two classic games Obviously Alec Turner was about Ibrooks. We witnessed uh, Pataudry But two big wins for both Celtic and Rangers Alex Ray, thank you very much to you Safe trip up the road We'll speak to you tomorrow Cheers uh, Good man, that was Alex Ray at Ibrooks. So it has finished there As you heard, heard from Stephen Gerrard Happy to get the three points Not so happy with the officiating But at the end of the day The points do go in the bag After Rangers beat Livingston By a goal to nil At Ibrooks. It comes courtesy Of Scott Arfield He's really stepped up To the plate in 2020 Scoring a lot of Important goals And what it means For the table Is that the gap Is back to 10 points Rangers have that Game in hand Celtic made life A little bit more Difficult for them Because they chalked off Another victory This afternoon Going up to Pataudry Callum McGregor Opened the scoring Early on They were then Pegged back by Aberdeen but in the end, Christopher Ayer, of all people, Celtic changed the shape. He was up at right back and he produced a top draw finish to give Celtic all three points. Rangers responded later and at the moment, it's Hibs that are in the driving seat at Rugby Park. But still a bit to go in that one. We're back tomorrow night at six o'clock. Hugh Keevens will be here. Alex Ray will be here giving you their result of the weekend, goal of the weekend, howler of the weekend and looking back on it all. For the meantime, that's it from us and we'll see you at six o'clock tomorrow. The UK Chart Show is up next. <laughs>